This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The sample in that hip-hop stylings was <laughs> Frank Sinatra's A Day in the Life of the Fool. Because I did something with my next guest that I don't normally do, which is I asked him what his favorite music was because I like to make these silly little promo things and I use hip-hop instrumentals, but I usually try to fuse it with something that I like. And I was like, oh, guests, right. I should ask them if they like stuff. So on that note, Ryan Lindley. Hey, hey buddy. How are you? Sorry, sorry, the proper intro. I'm good. Ryan Lindley is placed title here for the Dean Blundell Network. I don't know what your title would be, but I know what you do. Renaissance and man. You, my friend, should have a robe. Renaissance. And a man. staff. <laughs> yeah. Uh -oh. What's up? Um how how are you, buddy? What's going on? I'm I'm good, thank you. Um I actually just finished my adult real job and uh was able to rustle things over. It's funny how I have my office set up. I have my work things here and podcast things here. And it's not that big of a desk, but I share the big monitor for both. So I find it interesting that you also include your alcohol as part of your work things because it's right there. That's back. There's some back there <laughs> and, and over there. And there's some and over there here, too. <laughs> my liver's processing from last night. There's some in there. How'd that go? What was uh uh what were you drinking last night? Uh just just the usual whiskey and Pepsi's last night while I was uh ranting about emergencies acts and uh Ukraine and Russia, which is uh Whiskey and Pepsi. Is that good? That's like the like bizarro world villain for like rum and coke. Yeah, know? I'm I'm not a huge rum guy. I like it in like a fruity drink, like a like what somebody may call a girly drink. Uh Ashley makes mm -hmm. these really good uh Shirley Temples, but she adds rum to them, so she calls them Dirty Shirley's. That's like my f my closeted <laughs> favorite drink in the world. So, so Shirley Temple post nineteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, depending on what part of the province you're from. She just goes by Miss Temple by then, I think. That's right. Um, <laughs> I used to mix vodka with um, pressed apple cider juice, and it was fantastic. Uh, I've had. Um, because I don't understand how syrupy orange juice got all tied into vodka. I don't like it's so heavy. I know? find it fascinating that you take the D out of the word vodka. I do. You just said I vodka. <laughs> James doesn't get the D. I do not. <laughs> I know that sound. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm an equal opportunity alcoholic, so it's uh, it's not too bad. 
I'll drink whatever's in front of me. Usually, I'm just not a fan of like Jack Daniels and yeah. the usual uh, that kind of stuff. But I can't stand someone. When I was in high school, somebody gave me a shot of something. I think it was rye or something. Like it was probably Crown Royal or something. And I literally like I did a whole speech in front of all my friends about how this like someone played a practical joke on somebody like hundreds and hundreds of years ago and was like take this all of it and everyone laughed at that person and you're carrying the tradition like a bunch of dummies because that was disgusting like i've been so anti shots i just don't understand why anyone would do that to their esophagus you know yeah, like it I, doesn't i agree i'm a i'm a mixed drink guy uh if it's like a really good uh pretentious with our scotch or something then yeah of course i'll go along with the the crowd and not sully it with some sort of a I mix, won't. but I'll add like an ice cube to it just because I'll say that a whiskey aficionado has said in the past that you have to add water to a whiskey to activate it. So I'll go with really? that. Do you think yeah. that's true? Uh, I don't <laughs> care. Little... It works. It works. Was it a multi-level marketing whiskey company? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't discriminate when it comes to, when it comes to booze usually. I realized as because uh, I, I asked you to come on the show um, because I couldn't land a guest for today. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I want to talk to everybody internal Thanks, at the Bonzi. network. So I've been doing this here. No, no, for real. Like, I want to talk to everyone at the network on the show. Um, and I realized that um, although I feel like I kind of know you and know your personality, I don't know hmm. anything about you at all. So I was just wondering if you could tell me who this person is and where did they grow up? Oh, hey, look at that guy. Yeah. It's my wife's favorite picture of me, by the way. Because you can tell that your mom didn't want to spring for a haircut at the haircutters, so she just cut your bangs herself, right? She absolutely did. <laughs> a lot. I used to get that a lot, actually. Um, yeah, my mom was a single mom. I uh, grew up with uh, my brother, who's 10 years my senior, and she raised us both on her own, making, like, shit money and, you know, bouncing from house to house and moving and uh, lots of things. Uh but we made do. We never wanted for anything. She always made sure she came through for us and uh, worked six days a week uh, until she was diagnosed with cancer, because that's usually how it goes, <laughs> and uh, was dead within six months. So, mm. um, yeah, it was. Uh, I I grew up with a, a different value structure than a lot of my friends just because of that. And I, I actually credit my mom for a lot of of my drive and what I do. My work ethic is comes from my mom. Um, mm. So my brother, uh, yeah, my brother's ten years older. He lives uh, out in the sticks, not too far from me now. I live in kind of the I live in the suburb sticks now. Um, <laughs> so and you see, this is my face, and when someone from the suburbs goes, I live in the sticks. Come yeah, on. yeah. We I literally, you know, if I pointed the camera that way, there's just forest as far as the eye can see. I, know. <laughs> I have a friend that's got a, a, a cottage, a family, a family generational cottage land in uh, Barry's Bay actually I've been up there a few times oh. near near you so yeah so the uh, I didn't know you were uh, Polish they are Traverse yeah I know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know who they are but I know they're Polish of course they are but yeah, uh, yeah his family's had a place up there with sir um, I, I missed the place where did you grow up I missed that just Hamilton I I've, I've born Hamilton. and raised okay. in Hamilton yeah no I never left uh did I no I think that the furthest I've been is like Stony Creek, which is still now part of Hamilton since the amalgamation. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that area. I lived in Dundas for a year. I often tell people that like uh, that was one of the greatest years of my life. Like, you know, it's one of I, our favorite. I the... uh, sorry, my uh, my grandparents actually uh, uh, lived right behind the driving park 
in Dundas. Oh, right and Ashley and I, it's our favorite little town that's close yeah. for restaurants and, you know, the I lived above the, there was a hemp clothing store in the downtown strip and I lived above it in one of these old, like big windowed kind of high ceiling, like old school. Like, I don't know how old that four corners or whatever is, but it's pretty old. It's, it's pretty old. Yeah. Um, well, uh, how long ago was that? Uh, 2005. I worked at the, uh, I remember the pioneer gas station right on Cooch drive there when I was uh, a kid. My oh, buddy's really? dad owned that. Yeah. So I worked at the thirsty cactus. My, uh, my my bro my stepbrother or half no stepbrother he uh was the kitchen manager at the collins for decades oh really the yeah. collins was and the better I, one i worked at the trashy part the, the trashy cactus is great for uh pork uh, pulled pork tacos though uh it's Ashley's yes. favorite yeah they've got good yes. food <laughs> i hated it there i i liked the the people that i worked with but management like was just you know one manager goes james you know what your mo is and i'm like no but i'm sure you're about to tell me Angela right and she's like when you do something you then go you then say you're sorry and I'm like okay how thought-provoking you know what I said sorry (laughs) she's like go home I'm like am I fired she's like no you're in tomorrow and I'm like all right sorry so funny (laughs) see you later but I love that area I like the I need escarpment town I like I don't know it's like a good part of Ontario that you know it's kind of good that it's sort of like like I I said to my buddy who lived in Dundas, what why why don't people more people know about this place? Like yeah. he's like shut up no one and it's like a lot of like well to do professors and stuff like that and you know environmental professors and shit like I don't know I had great conversations in Dundas. It was you like had a, a lot of Mac, a lot of the Mac crowd, um, the Mac uh, faculty live in Dundas and one thing that Dundas held for I don't know if they still do I haven't looked it up in a while. But they had the largest amount per capita of unwed mothers in the country. Oh. Was Dundas, Ontario. Yeah. Yeah, because they all live with their parents. (laughs) I always thought it was a weird weird claim to fame that Dundas held, but that was something that they uh, they proudly proudly cherish, I'm sure. So so Dundas is the Surrey of uh, Ontario. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Well done, Dundas. (laughs) Um, So uh, how old were you when your mom... When your mom passed, uh, I was what was I? I was thirty one, because uh, she died in twenty eleven. So yeah, thirty one. Man, I'm I'm like I think about um, as we get old because my dad passed away a while back and um, and he wasn't like the you know whatever um, it, it was was what it was and then I I'm sitting there holding on to this thought that I got one parent left and. Um, my uh, my boss at my work at the library, her mom just died, and she's like sixty three or something. And she's like, even at sixty three, I still feel like an orphan. That was uh, my mom was sixty two, and same thing. I uh, I uh, one of the things I I say now, it's something that you don't know until it happens, is you're never truly alone in this world until your mm-hmm. mom goes. Right. Like it doesn't matter what, how successful you are, how much you have. Like at the time, like Kaylee was, I was, I already had my daughter. Um, I had things going, everything was, you know, you have your own established life, but that feeling of you're now actually there, that safety net of mom, no matter how old you are is always nice to have. It's a, it's a, it's a good thing. But once it's gone, it's like, holy shit. Now I'm actually that adult that's out here on my own. I can't call my mom and you know, look for help yeah, I was, or even just a bitch with you know like just 
I miss that. I was friends with my mom as well. Like that was a thing. Like we we were close. So it was. What hard. was her name? Ruth. 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 Her uh, her parents. Name. Yeah, her parents came from. Uh, they fled the war. Um, they're Lithuanian. Um, they fled the war. They went to Caracas for ten years. Uh, they were hoteliers in Caracas, and that's where my mom was born. Was actually in Venezuela, and. She oh. came to Canada when she was twelve, uh, and it was a and it was a very last minute decision of either you're going to Chicago, Illinois, or you're going to Hamilton, Ontario. And thank Christ, my grandfather went. No, we're going to Canada. Yeah, and, uh, I don't yeah. know what South Side Chicago is, honey, but it's either that or <laughs> Hamilton. Okay. Exactly. So we ended up here, and uh, we never left. So. That was uh, yeah. That was when we came to your background, I was like, he's either like somewhere in between Hungarian and like from Beirut. I just yeah. <laughs> close tough to tell. You could go out as a ter- as like you know one of those like nineteen eighties terrorists and like Rambo movies and stuff like that. Like you could put on a bandana and just make it work. Okay, could do. Yeah. All this shit doesn't work out. I still I can roughly get myself like I can fight my way through uh, a conversational. Um, uh, interaction with somebody in Lithuanian still. So I could even put the accent on and really. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. You should. Yeah. Dude, I can't do any accents. Well, so if you can't, if you have a legit accent, you got to start doing comedy sketches. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) I've got to start making fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and how long, so are you married to Ashley? Cause I have one of those marriages that's like, we're common law. We never had, we never no, had the we party are actually, the jewelry, we, but... we, we got the government involved in 2019 and, uh, had a wedding in our backyard, which was perfect. It was just like a barbecue it was so like us kind of low key. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was it. Um, then it was like at the end of 2019 and then the pandemic hit. So we've, that's our marriage has been pandemic. We missed our honeymoon because of the pandemic. So yeah, a lot of yeah. people's marriages are pretty sick. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> My bad. That's not, that's not what I meant, honey. <laughs> We're out of time, James. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, the reason why I asked is because I'm wondering, like, I, I have all these friends and they, and they have either one of two different types of um, marriage dynamics. And it, it, all, with my friends, it's always either um, unhappy or a sitcom marriage, which is still a little bit unhappy. But like, and I would guess that you're not in an unhappy marriage, although I have no idea. I mean, maybe you are. No, so I'm projecting again. Um, okay. Or like, or is it a sitcom one? Because the sitcom one really annoys me because it's like it puts you into this role. Like Bob Saget was a dirty comedian. And then someone said, hey, maybe that guy should be the, the dad on Full House. Full House. And, yeah. You know, and then he said, so I, I, that's how I feel. Um, we, um, but what, what would you... We would be, it started off really gross. Like it was, we were the, the gross couple of, of just, you know, the, the two. Really? Oh, oh my God, there she is. Right, honey? We were, we were like, gross. I was, like, we were, I was uh, like, I don't know, what, what would be my cue? Oh, describing the relationship is gross. There she is. <laughs> yep. No, it's it's true. We were pretty gross. I, I, like I schmoopy, a... that kind of thing. Oh like yeah, loopy? yeah. Oh, like that is gross. like we were glued to each other. Is that why you had a bath today? Yeah, that's why I bathed. It's not even bath day for the week, and you're. That's why. That's why I have eyebrows on. <laughs> My wife too. Ba- bathes every day. Should, our water bill reflects it. And, Thank uh, you. Okay. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was gross, but then it uh, it's 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 um, done it. It's it's 
Doug gets ruts nicely. You know what I we, mean? Like we chilled out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a um, it's a very comfortable marriage. It's a very comfortable um, relationship. It's we're still best friends. You know what I mean? Like we're st- it's still that um, sort this of. This is infuriating me. I'm can I see? Can this I see your mug? Me angry. Oh, sorry. Oh, Miss. Mrs. Always Right. And yeah, this see? is why sitcom. you did this. It's a sitcom. I asked her. I said, right. "Can you can you get me a, a tea?" And that's why you did this. I I'm so ready. I had no idea you were is, coming. I know. Is there scotch in that tea or anything like like? Something? No, Just no. A nice I, I'll cup save of the tea. I'll save the booze for the three o'clock show. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, now, we're still um, kind of gross. Um, <laughs> do you guys have the same drinking habits? Because I find that it's helpful. No, in a, in, no she I don't doesn't really drink. Yeah, the it's oh. very very rare that she uh, and and what, but when she does, holy fuck, look out! Um, but it's hers is you can count on one hand how many times she actually indulges in a year. Um, yeah. Yeah, I keep I keep that end up for the both of us so well, i i come from a long line of alcoholics and i've seen some shit so i'm just i'm so good she married now she married one so it's good yeah it's i think i life. was the first alcoholic in my family Were i just you? wanted I, to start a new thing that's fair no, I don't think so. no my grandfather was uh my grandfather was like he was like my favorite relative but he was a drunk and i didn't realize it obviously until like i was older and my family mm-hmm. told me but mm-hmm. but they were like uh jamie don't you remember um making drinks for him and stirring it with it. Like I was his little bartender. Yeah, I was that for my grandparents. Yep. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I love it. I found not like, my, you know. Not my, there was my English grandparents that were the, the boo sounds, not my uh, Lithuanian ones, but my English ones, same thing. She, I, I learned how to pour because she used to tell you, use your fingers, just measure it with mm-hmm. your fingers. Yeah. They were the you ones I got fingers my love for. Three fingers of vodka. Yeah. 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 With a splash. And she used to say, uh, just a splash of Pepsi for color. So <laughs> For yeah. color. Yeah. For color. One does want to make appearances, you know. <laughs> I've been able to make a, like a quality, flavorful Caesar since the age of seven. Oh, yeah. 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 Like with I just all the seasons. Yeah. I just did rum and Cokes and then he drank vodka and seven up, I think. I and we played run. gin rummy. Like, dude, we, we would play, start playing cards at like 730 at night. And we'd mm. stop at like three in the morning, <laughs> and I was like eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, I could never, yeah. uh, I could never understand how they knew that I was stealing sips out of the drinks when I was making them as a kid, uh, <laughs> until I, until I, I realized that when they got white Russians, you could, you know, you could see the milk, the little milk uh. thing. They wouldn't, yeah. I wasn't a very smart kid, apparently. Did you get drunk ever when you were a kid? No. Um, I don't think I actually got, I was, I never got drunk, drunk until I was like 16, maybe 15, 16. And it was actually with the guy that owned the, that pioneer, uh, the guy's dad, it was the kid that, uh, I got the job with. He was my friend and we got, uh, drunk on a case of, uh, Labatt triple X, you know, that fucking oh, shit swell, that beer. Yeah. Christ, well, you're still 16, see the right? label. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I'll never forget that. 
I was the uh, last guy to drink in my friend circle. Like I, I, I got drunk um, for the first time. I think I was like 13 or 14, but I hated it. Mm-hmm. Then I just didn't drink. And then when I started drinking again at 16, I would have like the neck of the beer and then just hand it off to my best friend because I didn't like to get bloated. So I did barely drink. And then I don't know what happened. I think my life got dark and I turned to drinking because then it became like for the next 30 years or whatever. But yeah, yeah. my parents didn't drink. My dad didn't drink. Wow. You know, my mom, my mom did like socially, but she wasn't, she never kept alcohol in the house even. That was like my mom. My mom was a social, uh, a social drinker. And then, uh, but she was one that she, she, she was like Ashley. She was the same kind of person. Wouldn't drink, wouldn't drink. But then when she drank, look the fuck out. She became the life of the party. So yeah. Fun. Drunks, it's just you like know? that. Yeah. Um, so did you say in a DM a while back that you were a PI? I was. Yeah, I was actually a. I, uh, I'm dying a, to know li- about that. Licensed private investigator. I did domestic investigations. I did uh, WSIB fraud. Um, so you yeah. were like, did you ever have to catch someone cheating? Like yeah, walking into motels once. and stuff? Yeah, actually. I Can we fall. talk after the show? Because I have a feeling. <laughs> I want to. <I> <laughs> Actually, my license is expired now. I, s- I still have a badge. Even better. Somewhere, but, totally under um, the radar. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, domestic was, uh, the domestic ones were fun. Um, the WSIB ones were very dry. Those, uh, you never really got in. I did uh, labor dispute injunction um, evidence gathering as well, which was another one where you would sit at a picket line for 12 fucking hours a day and you were bored out of your mind. But um, yeah, the domestic ones, though, I'll never forget. It was actually here. In Hamilton, uh, the Mount Albion area, uh, followed a couple into the where you park, and then they walked into the woods. And uh, yeah, they totally they, innocent. I don't know. Middle what of the day. Middle of the day. Was. Yeah. Who doesn't love a hike? Off the yeah. off the trail, and they're banging away in the broad daylight. And of course, here's me. I've got to get evidence, right? So I'm taking pictures. Buddy sees me with the camera. Oh my God. I then, because he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I didn't even see you guys. I'm sorry. There's, there's a, what did I say? It was like a, Albanian, there's a lie in the I way. Was, I was an, it was like an Albanian red breasted, some bird. I was, and I just I came, like pulled it out of my ass. And I said, it's, there's a nest of them right behind. And I bored them. Like I bored them into leaving. Right. Yeah. There's a oh. nest of them. Hey, there's a nest of them right back there. I yeah. So it was, was uh, that your was that your birder voice? Uh, kind of. Yeah. There's Nerd. lots of sparrows here. I could yeah. sit here for long. Well, I didn't have like a like I had a like a telephoto lens, but it wasn't like I didn't have it didn't look like a bird guy. <laughs> I looked like a PI because I'm you know like yeah. with the hat and the, did you have a trench and, coat and everything like it, no, but oh uh, yeah. So that was uh, that was fun. I also had a guy that his wife was an adult entertainer, and he wanted to make sure that she wasn't actually doing anything in champagne rooms. And this guy was like these people. People that do this are loaded. How like, can you he have not to have trust a, his own wife? You have to have a lot of money, right? To, to to usually procure the services, especially in a domestic investigation, because there's a ton of money. It's, it's there's time, there's gas, there's expenses. So this guy was loaded, and I went after his wife, and I wore a jacket. It was a Condom? jean jacket oh, sorry. that had a camera in one of the buttons. <laughs> Because how else are you going to do this, right? So, 
he can't walk in with a camera and, and he wants video evidence of her either fucking around or not and he's thinking that she was like prostituting herself in the try to get an room. angle from underneath if you could <laughs> yeah. maybe something that would play well in slow motion later yeah. who's yeah. funding this well that was yeah. their that was the uh, I can't, I'm not going to tell you it was a very very not prominent but prominently wealthy person and he, he uh, probably hired the guy too well he hired me <laughs> To go in and, and proposition with a lot of money, and there I had a go. lot of money, and uh, she refused it. She, no, no, that's not what I. No, no, I'll give you a dance, you know, whatever, blah, 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 and she kisses you on the cheek and stuff. But she wouldn't take the money, right? So he was very happy with that. Um, yeah, those, so those ones, those ones were more fun because you got to do a lot more. But people are crazy. Some, somebody, somebody, somebody will. Um, pay money for you to spy on their spouse there's something wrong right so well (laughs) if i may um in this particular situation the client was quite satisfied that uh, ryan found out there was no wrongdoing and then left her to complete her work as a stripper in the champagne room of a strip club uh-huh. Probably high on cocaine. Go on. Yeah. Yep. I had to, I had, uh, what was I supposed to do? Just get up and walk out? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm not talking about, about awkward, you. I'm talking about so, that guy. I, I was going to say, you want to talk about an awkward debriefing? Yes. Well, yes, uh, sir. Uh, your wife, uh, in fact, didn't cheat, doesn't cheat on you for money. And um, great tits. <laughs> you know, like, because you got to. Yeah. And then he adjusted but, his belt and was like, say that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has great tits. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it was uh it was fun. It was a good it was a good job. It's uh it just the problem with it in especially here, it's not like you see on TV. It's not like you have an office where you're getting calls all day long. The work is <laughs> very a, few throwing a tennis ball against the wall, right? Talking about old times, you know. Yeah. Your, Your secretary um, is a girl you have sex with once in a while and she's not really bright, you know. Yeah. Kind of, Isn't yeah. that stereotype for that kind of shit? Yeah. Oh no, wait. They run the office because they have to like <laughs> be on the ball and shred shit, and stuff like they, that. They, uh, uh, so so that's why we got into the. Uh, it was like a multifaceted, uh, you know, with the court. The, the labor dispute investigations are actually big money, so you got into that. And but there's only so many places that are on strike that need services, and there's lots of competition in Ontario for that kind of job. So it's like, well, it's not. Did it's you know money. him actually when he was a PI? Oh no. Oh, okay. No, I was just wondering if if you ever walked up to her and she was like, "What do you do for a living?" and you just went, "A PI lady," <laughs> <laughs> or something. And then it would be funny if she was like, "Isn't that just like insurance claims mostly?" Yeah. <laughs> she knew the right. whole industry. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't know. I romanticized no. what a private investigator was when I was a kid. I thought it was like some dope ass like like there was like spy up here and then. Private investigator, just a little yeah. bit below that. Like, yeah, well, yeah, right. it was fun. Like I say, it was fun. It was, uh, it was a good job, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't sustainable for a family, like to raise a family on, unless you owned a company. I was working for somebody, right? So it was, it was, you know, the work came as it came, and then in between, mm. you were, you know, checking ID at a bar. So it wasn't, wasn't sustainable to, to do the whole family adult thing. Mm-hmm. How, did, how did you end up working with? with uh the dean bundell network how did that even happen like i i, I feel like you came out of nowhere one day it was like it's you, it. and then all of a sudden you're like 
Hey, I'm Ryan. I'm almost everything. How are you? <laughs> He's doing all the things. Ryan has a really big mouth on Twitter. Yeah, and that's People pretty notice. much that's pretty much it's, it. And, and what happened? Like you've was, gained like two thousand followers in the last second. Yeah, <laughs> something. You know, I, I know. Yeah. I looked at it the other day. It's almost at five grand. I was like, holy shit! Like this is nuts, right? So, I um, the one thing I was like, I was like so proud. I was like, this guy's doing a lot. Of, at least I have more Twitter followers than. Oh nope. Fuck! Like you totally ran by me, and I'm just like, help! I keep on offending people that follow me, and then they unfollow me. <laughs> I'm trying to crawl towards this. We uh, when the when the pandemic hit, uh, we the second year of the pandemic, I should say, we got really uh, frustrated by that point because of Ashley's job, what she was going through, and it was one of those there's only so much screaming on facebook you can do and only so much tweeting you can do to to let out that frustration and yeah. conversation so i was like why don't we get a podcast and because everybody was podcasting because of the, the pandemic so i'm like okay yeah you know what i've always wanted i've always had a radio was my dream as a kid i always wanted to be a radio guy right and uh so i was like okay yeah let's invest a couple of bucks and, and get this rolling so we did it the sheeple shepherd was born and it was uh it went great so one day uh it, it was pandemic related i'm sure we uh there was an argument on twitter going on and i've, I've always followed dean i've been a fan of dean's for for his entire career yeah more or less and um he uh he was going on about it with somebody and there was another mutual friend involved so i got in and i jumped into the the mix and we ended up obliterating somebody online and then i got a dm uh, from Dean afterwards saying, hey. Um, Age, sex, location? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, pretty a, much. You got a podcast, yeah. I see. I'm like, yeah. I said, uh, my wife and I, and I explained it to him. He goes, you ever wanted to you know, join a network? And I'm like, I didn't even know there was a network, to tell you the truth. Like, I, I was cool. a very passive fan of, of What's Dean a network? So then yeah. I, uh, yeah, we talked on the phone that weekend. Uh, we had like a three-hour conversation. You know, the Dean phone calls. And, He's a great uh, phone conversationalist. Yeah. I hate I hate the fucking phone. I hate it. I hate it. I hate oh. it. But when Dean when Dean's <laughs> yeah. on the phone, yeah. I don't mind yeah. it because it's yeah. actually you're right. He's a great. He holds a good combo. So yeah. I uh, sorry. Just I let me that, write a note not to call you anymore. I just <laughs> move oh it. Oh my god. Move yeah. it to uh, move it to the Dean Blundell network and uh, the rest is history. And it just uh, I ended up going after the teachers. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, I went to, uh, I went to bat with the the teacher back to school articles and I I, I, I defended the oh, teachers yeah. and took their stories yeah. and I blew it up and tried to repair the relationship Dean had with the teachers and uh, it was huge. I ended it went up well. Uh, like literally I'd say overnight you want to talk about Twitter following at that point I only had like 400 people following me on Twitter yeah. um, overnight was a thousand follows and I know they were all teachers so if there any of them are watching now hi thanks guys love you <laughs> um, but yeah the uh, the the coverage of that uh, I ended up guesting I had uh, Ryan uh, stats Ryan on mm -hmm. my show and I asked Dean, I said, do you ever heard of this guy? And he's like, no. I said, he goes, should I? I'm like, yeah, follow him and look at his stuff. He goes, this guy's brilliant. So I had mm -hmm. him on my show. And then literally the next day, Ryan went on Dean's show. And I went on Dean's show to talk about the teacher stuff as a guest. And then um, I can't remember who was off. Somebody was off and he, and he sent me a message. He goes, hey, you want to fill in? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure, I'll, I'll fill in. And then uh, I just he never left. part of the regular crew. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, our, our, I like our inner circle. I think, I think we should like turn it into a show somehow. Seriously, like, <laughs> like a podcast reality show. Can you imagine who would, who do you think would break down first if we all lived in a house together? Like, who do you, you. think would be like, you know what? I've had you. a fucking, oh, dude. No. I would have said Ryan. I have so much endurance when it comes to dealing <laughs> with crazy fucking people that I could, dude, I lived with my stepmother for years. I, I could, do this show literally literally i would do it naked just to see who would so leave you mean like a big anyways. brother for our podcast is that what you mean yeah. like something along yeah. those lines i think i think it would be i i don't know i feel like it would be lachlan or dean like, yeah i don't see you know? dean i don't see dean suffering it very well no dean would be I, like i, I, I really think... don't have to put up with this i own the yeah. network and i'm leaving now. <laughs> i don't think i could i don't think i could either now that you put it that way no you would lose your mind I would. Ashley knows. I'm I would not be a, laughing the whole. Yeah, I I know. I, no, I you, know. You, we all, no. But we would. But you know, we would find ways to get under your skin to the point where you would want to kill us. So, you know what the thing? The weird thing is, is that <laughs> I, I am. I was known as a hothead when I was young. Yeah. And I'm not known as one now by people who have like met me in the last say 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. But I, the, a hothead will come out of me um, in very specific situations. I don't, get a, I don't get offended. I don't care what you say, da-da-da. But if I am talking and I'm about to make my point, and the, the funny thing is I do it to other people, and someone just cuts me off, it is like physiological. It's not even my fault. <laughs> it's completely nice. involuntary that do? I want to rip your head off and shove it in the stump somehow. Just because you cut me off. But the thing is, is that I do it. And you yeah. know my excuse is? Does it bother you? No. Well, it bothers me. If something bothers you that doesn't bother me, same thing. <laughs> no. Why me. doesn't this bother you? I can't hide it either. I literally, when it, this is me hiding it. So cut me off if I'm talking right now, uh, Ryan. Like, you know, I'll continue to talk. And you know, so I'm going to make a fantastic point. What, if, they, what point. if we went and did the, yeah. <laughs> my favorite is when you actually leave like i've seen you actually just get up and walk away it's like yeah. why am i here <laughs> i say that stuff too it's not that aggressive at all I, yeah yeah oh it's quite aggressive if, if people <laughs> yeah. actually pay attention to that show it's uh, it's great because there's a lot of micro content that happens in that show with facial expressions mm-hmm. inside conversations like mm-hmm. lachlan and i i yeah. can't look at him at certain points in the show because when I look at him, I start laughing. And when he sees me laughing, he starts laughing. Mm-hmm. And then we start talking to each other. While Dean's off on a rant about something, mm-hmm. Dean, or Lachlan, Lachlan and I will talk like this. We talk like this. Yeah. And, and he'll be like, stop it. I'm like, no, you stop it. And <laughs> you don't notice it until like the playback. And it's like, yeah. those guys are having their own La- show. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done that on purpose, but I know exactly what you mean. Because uh, <laughs> so a lot of times the setup will be accidental. It'll be like a joke that Dean didn't hear or something like that. And I'll be like, that was, that was a good one, Lachlan. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that? You saw that? Yeah, yeah I saw that. It's so good. It's good. No, I think the chemistry on that panel is uh, is phenomenal. I've uh, I've always loved the, uh, the 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 core group of of guys that are in that show. Um, even this was before, like when I was just a fan watching, I always loved mm. it. And then to become a part of it was fucking surreal. It was like this is. And, and now with the hard pivot to the left, I'm not expendable. <laughs> kidding <laughs> you know right I mean? i'm just kidding like no I'm, i wanted to talk about i think we might talk about that today on on dean's show but i want to maybe we can touch on a little bit about uh 
and and I I always have trouble explaining it the way I want to explain it because I'm not co-signing this idea of like a left-wing outlet or a right-wing outlet, but society at large sort of does. And and like I don't have at, le- at the very least I I'm not aware of any media outlet that has a company branding of being like ambidextrous. Like there is no left or right. Like it's totally. And I can't think of one. Um, not branded. Yeah. No. I don't think I think you're right. I don't think there's a brand. There's obviously everybody has their thoughts. Like people will say, "Oh, NPR." It's like, well, no, NPR is they don't they don't advertise that they're centered, <laughs> yeah. and they're also not they're, centered. They're quite left, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty sure NPR. Um, yeah, yeah. Reuters, same thing. Like just like any any wire service. Why? Well, wire service is really the only. I'd say, I, I even hate saying it's non-biased. just the facts. It's just the facts usually, right? And as long as you're reading past headlines, um, you can you can mm. usually make that assumption. But you're right. I don't think any of them... There isn't one that's actually branded, we are conservative news, and I mean mainstream. Like you have the yeah. America One News, you have Rebel, you have all those fucking... But they're, they're, they're not mainstream. <laughs> Eagle, <they're>, Liberty. <laughs> but I, I brought this up yesterday in that conversation we were having about it is they've they've muddied the water of the independents so bad that it's just as bad as mainstream media now. So what? at least yeah. they label themselves that way. So we can know what we're trying to get. But I don't think there is a centrist one out there, really, other than... Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's weird because I, I don't even want to think in those terms. I find it exhausting. I wish we could just like be an outlet and do what we do because it would just fall in the same lines as it would if we were trying to do that anyway. So like it just, I think that's just the way that we're wired. A lot of people are like that, by the way. Most people that you talk to, you'll find, I think, at least in my world, is um, you'll talk to people about what their beliefs and politics are. And a lot of them say a variation of this. I don't care about liberal or conservative. I, I don't know, somewhere in between. And it's mm-hmm. like, and they just yell at each other and I just feel like I don't want to be involved. And mm-hmm. and that conversation is super common. And I feel like that's the space that is like such a big target. And it, But people are so tempted to label you. So they're going to, so it was my, this whole thing started because I was, I, I was getting flack because I wasn't changing the flu Klux Klan hashtag yeah. on, um, on the auto Twitter. tweets. Yeah. Dude, so many people were like, I, I thought you were different than that, James. I thought that you were, I thought that you were better than that. And I'm just like, you let me down. Okay. So I, you know what I did? I, in my drafts in my email, I, I had this draft and the draft was just, um, it was basically something like, uh, you know, the tweet in question is, is auto tweeted as every podcast tweet is. I don't actually write that tweet. I'll try to remember to edit it because it doesn't reflect my views, but I still love Dean. Da, 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 da. And I'm just, you know, so I would just copy and paste it. Dear. Yeah. Dear Angela. Dear. Dad. And I would just say the same thing. And people would argue with me. They're like, you, you know, you have to make sure you change that, man. Your personal brand is going to be impacted. I'm like, yeah, just sending out a I, I form guess. letter to apologize. What are you, a politician? Right. Right. But anyways, but that is what made me go, oh, I wonder if um, COVID and and more specifically, you know, the convoy stuff is going to make others. And it's not about caring whether or not they do this. I'm just wondering if it actually exists, um, Mm -hmm. sort of start to label us as a as more of a left network. Yeah, I I understood where you were coming from. But at the same time, I had to think about it a bit harder before 
jumping on the, you know, we're center, we're center. Uh, I don't think... I don't think I, I don't think, think problem, well, I would say we're center. I would just sorry, just to clarify, I, I don't want to say that. I don't think no, we should say no, no, that. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I get what you're. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. We're, we're I'm just trying to think of how to one put issue this. at a time. People, I think. Was yeah, it. yeah. With, and everybody's pretty much on the same side of as long as you're not fucking anybody else over. I don't care what you do. Um, and this one was this one was big. Like it was if you were believed in you know the right thing that made you a liberal and if you believed in you know that the government's tyrannical you're a conservative I, I just didn't it was it labeled itself i think and whatever yeah. side of that you turn to all of a sudden you got you got that label affixed to you and yeah. i don't think it was fair i'm a i'm a i'm a left-leaning conservative I would say I'm a I'm a guy that I think <laughs> schizophrenic. I think, what? <laughs> yeah, I think everybody I think everybody should get the help that they deserve that we can mm. afford in this country. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we should sell the farm doing it. Uh, I don't think you know. I I do I do have a lot of um, value in helping our own veterans and our own people, our own homeless crisis before sending money overseas to to fund wars and and shit like that i that's a I very that's libertarian a fair, take, oh it's it, uh, yeah it's a i think there's a there's something we can take from every book mm-hmm. and if we took mm-hmm. the those parts from every book and and made a politician out of that a it would be the first one in fucking history and b we would be in a way better place i think have you ever thought i'd love to have a podcast just like this one Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. I really would. Actually, would you ever run for office? I always ask women that question. Always. Why not? No, because I don't pay enough attention to anything. Oh, okay. That's good. That's a really good reason. Because I talk too much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just. I'm dropping out of this race because I'm really not paying attention to the issues that are dictating. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think it's best for everyone if I leave. Yeah. That's that's why (laughs) I don't chime in on things. If I if I don't know exactly what I'm saying, then why am I going to say it? I know what I feel, but that doesn't mean that it's right. Don't don't understand why. Well, there was a convoy you could have went to if that's how you. I'm good. To that, that I'm, I'm good. I'm <laughs> good. You know? See, and it's like I said, there's there's things that I know that I, I don't want. That's for sure. But uh, just because I don't want them doesn't mean that they're terrible for everybody. So, like I said, my yeah, my, my opinion's not that important. I don't need to run for anything. That's not true, Ryan. I tell her. That's, no, her that's I don't think true. that's true either. No, no, that's why I she, vote for things. You guys should take marital <laughs> advice from me. <laughs> Freddie, we can take hap- we can take talk. Ha- run. Take, ha- take happiness. <laughs> Take happiness classes from James DeFiore. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm happy. Well, he's smiling. Um, well, I, I wanted to try to find a way to pivot, actually, to the, um, to the thing that, that I think, Ryan, you and I disagree on <clears throat> this particular thing, which is I, I think that um, the convoy um, was branded unfairly because I think that there are extremists in every type of protest. Um, and then that aside, I saw a CBC article this morning. I'm sorry, I didn't get the asset. I, the only asset I got, I stopped because I was just adoring 
this for like 20 Aww. minutes before the show and I just couldn't stop. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's use that. But I saw an article in the CBC that was saying that um, they were talking about the, the mental health of the residents and how everyone was really concerned and they were frightened. And da-da-da. and I think that we're not seeing something and that's we are reporting and like sort of talking about this convoy not from the perspective of like legal things or whatever, but from the perspective of whether or not we cared about the issue as to why they were there. Because if you do a thought experiment and you imagine a Black Lives Matter protest, and you can you even imagine CBC asking the traumatized residents how they felt about a loud protest? It would be immediately dismissed as like racist and like, you know, and that's not because it's racist if you do it to the other side. It's because it doesn't have any value as a thing because what yeah, made their you know it just it holds no currency it, on one side it's you're right yeah yeah i i and i i just i don't know I, i'm so worried that we're getting more and more polarized and like because we're not careful with how we talk about certain things you know i sat in on a um uh a city council meeting in ottawa uh yesterday just uh virtually and and watched a bit of it and a lot of delegates from the town showed up was that your phone, James? You gave yeah. me shit for my phone, and now your phone's ringing? Um, um, I'm the host. My phone's ringing. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. Like uh, but I, I, and they had delegates from, from, from people that live down there, work down there, businesses and stuff. And when you hear it on that level, and I don't care who the protesters are, if you're in my fucking house... Uh, you know, and you're doing shit that's pissing me. I don't care who you are. I don't care how noble your cause is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be pissed yeah. as a resident. From an outsider perspective, I think you're right. I think we kind of um, uh, collectively may have uh, muddied it just because it was so brutal uh, of a of a just and no organization, no nothing. Like there was no mm-hmm. there was nothing to tie to it. And it was like a, a a mishmash of of yeah maybe some people with some opinions or or beliefs that were a little different, right down to the hardcore Nazi flag waving racists yeah. that showed up. But they they always co opted. It doesn't matter any sort of controversial. They're uh, like the Antifa protest. of the right. They just oh, it's kind of it, and that's yeah. exactly it. They'll they'll co- they won't co opt a Black Lives Matter uh, movement, obviously because. What the? F- you're not going to sell anything there, mm-hmm. but they'll come sell their flags and T-shirts at one of these movements because there's a free for all. But I had a conversation yesterday with my friend from work, and we s- talked about uh, how bad Justin Trudeau fucked this up, and how all that could have been avoided with it. And yeah, with his name calling and that, that's that's a, that's problematic in its own mm-hmm. right. But the the fact that all he had to do instead of running away when he said he had COVID when this started was literally have a zoom meeting with them and say, we're going to, we're lifting the the mandates. We're lifting all the, 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 the rules uh, slowly and surely. And they, they would have said, no, we want it done right now. He's like, well, we can't do that. Sorry. It's not to your timetable, but we're doing it. Then he would have had the, um, the ammo to go on camera and say, I did this. I mm-hmm. talked to them. I tried to reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he didn't yeah. do that. So he lost that credibility and he lost that position of power that he could have had to to shut to, to actually turn the entire country around and say, hey, fuck off. He talked to you. He he did what you yeah. wanted. And, you know, he's, he's doing it. He's doing it. He, I just think I think it was handled bad right from the get go. 
uh, on both sides, obviously, the organization side yeah. of the protesters and the the liberal government's response um, after yeah, after they got involved, like, right? It everything seemed so like at the beginning, all the liberal politicians were like, "These are hate groups and the swastika," and like to me, that's a point within a larger story, and the larger story is like. There's a lot of see. I, I I guess I have a way of like telling myself, don't look at the reason why they're there, just look at the fact that they're there. And if they were a group of people who were doing something that you were interested in, and it would look the same, therefore the issue is not important. That's I I just kept on trying to go back to that space because, um, I I just I can't see how we're gonna get out of the the mess that we are in as far as ideologies go and i don't and i've been worried about that as you know um since the beginning yeah. I, i'm scared to death of waking up one day and like because the people that have the most guns i don't really agree with you <laughs> you know <laughs> except true. the rappers i agree with the rappers oh yeah sometimes Fair. yeah so most of yeah. them are, but other than that, most of them are pretty left-wing yeah yeah really left-wing i'd say <laughs> but they yeah but they read um they probably read my piece in black lives matter and maybe I got death threats from Black from uh, Black Lives Matter support, and they were really cool. <laughs> like, they yeah, were didn't like, you have to? Didn't you have to get somebody involved to like speak on your behalf? Wasn't that the story? I, well, the, it was the same story, but uh, this wasn't related to the death threats. Uh, the death threats were because I said that the um, Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matter co-founder in Toronto should should resign because she said that um, Caucasians were subhuman and. Um, she said that Justin Trudeau was a white supremacist terrorist and uh, all this stuff. And wow. it, it's far surpassed a lot of the language that you heard from the convoy. Right. Um, and uh, oh, and just as an aside, she won a leadership award about a year and a half later. So congratulations. Um, well, well done. done. Yeah. And um, and I wrote this piece and it was like, you know, and, and having to post editors used to try to get me, uh, you know, uh get me hate mail basically because they were decidedly progressive often younger than me <clears throat> and i were i was contributor there for like three years i guess and they would so they, so the headline was black lives matter co-founder needs to resign and then it's like my white face right so i'm like <laughs> i didn't say that that's not the headline i would have chose so they wanted to get me kind of in trouble yeah. and um and i you know and and everyone was just like it, it spread like wildfire and everyone um but people hated it but the um the death threats were like <laughs> it would be like the subject would be like click and then the uh the email had a picture and it was just like a close-up of a guy with a wow gun. yeah it was just like wow. okay Ooh. a few more like that so then chuck <sighs> d called me a racist while i'm getting that's death threats what, that's that was the story yeah. And Chuck D was like my one of my favorite rappers growing up. I had his picture on my wall and shit. And then you grow up and that guy's calling you racist. So which bothered me more than the death threats. I got to tell you, it really did. Like so much. That more. one shot and my so, heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like my childhood, like a piece of my childhood is like flying away. Um, but we have a mutual friend uh, in Ernie yeah. Panicoli, who's a hip hop photographer. So he he mediated and, and it, it actually it was more than just like. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like it was more than you know. It actually, he spoke about like you know, about how he read it over and you know he understands the position that uh, even if we don't agree, he knows I'm not hateful. So yeah. I was like, okay, thanks. So Thank that, you. I, everything's fine. <laughs> then I got another death threat, and I was like, eh, I don't care. 
<laughs> Chuck D likes me. Fuck you. I feel yeah. better. It's okay. It's fine. Call, yeah. Call call me if Nas has anything bad to say about me because then. Yeah. I'll, you know. <laughs> Ashley. Yes, sir. How tall are you? Because <laughs> I want to know how short I'm going to be when I meet you guys. You're taller uh, than me. Like five five four. Oh, sweet. Okay, there you yeah. go. Be good. I'm yeah. Bonzi sized. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, Bonzi only like... five four? Yeah, he'll tell you otherwise, but I've stood beside him. Really? It's it's pretty funny. I love him. That's but, hilarious. I thought he was little. like 5'10". No. It's funny. No. No, we have a we have a very short crew other than it's like Locke, Dean and I, I think, are yeah. like around the same. We're about 6'3". And then yeah. everybody else, it's like everybody else is a foot shorter than us. We're like your yeah. lollipop yeah, guild. It's going to be hard well, when, I'm used to when that. we actually do... When, when this moves into the next level and the next phase of this, when we have to go and get the, the you know, the, the cheesy group shots, <laughs> we're going to have to, we'll bring Jimmy. So everybody yeah. feels better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the reality show too, for the big brother thing. Absolutely. Yeah, that's gonna be, it's going to be me and Bonzi living there for like years. <laughs> it's just, He's, he, yeah. That's just where he yeah. lives now. He's you know what though? Yeah, exactly. Bonzi's pretty easy to live with. Based on what I've yeah. seen, so yeah, he was here Are for a sure? few days. Yeah, yeah he he's was... yeah. Oh, he's like very that, tidy. That's and... not the story that we got out of Edmonton. <laughs> been a little no, bit different. I think it was a little uh, a little bit of embellishment in the Edmonton uh, yeah. stories. I think Chris, uh, which is really which is really weird because Lachlan is not known for that. <laughs> not, <laughs> not at all. No. No, especially if it will make the joke more embarrassing for another person. He never. Right? He would that. never take that road. He never no. pulls that card ever. No, Bonzi's cool. So he puts he puts enough water in the kettle for both of us so he can stay. That's right. Aww. Yeah, he's a very yeah. Very, I, uh... I was told that Bonzi has that gift of like, like by the time he leaves, um, the wife who just met him will like him more than the friend he's had for years. <laughs> yeah, he's delightful. <laughs> he can come back yeah. anytime. Yeah, I want him up here. I told him he could come up here, and then he decided to go to the land of cocaine for some reason. <laughs> he's coming. I wonder back, why. Probably. It's weird. I'm so happy I decided not to go visit him. No kidding. That would have been a mess. I heard you guys talking when you had him on the show, and that would have yeah. been a mess. We wouldn't have got I would have. I would have. What I would have done is actually, like, I'm not going to drink just because I'm in Nicaragua. But I'll do a bump, even though I don't ever do bumps when I'm not drunk. It's and so then it will probably fun. get me too high, so I'll just try to dull it with alcohol yeah. and mm-hmm. go the other That's way. That's the way. Uh don't ever do things that I did. <laughs> ever. There's the PSA, kids. Yeah. Hi, I'm James. Don't ever do the things that I did. I did don't yeah. do what Donnie don't does. Yeah. yeah I can say the same right. about me. Don't don't do what I've done. Yeah, we all have our own versions of it. I know. I'm not. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. That's it's a. Uh, I, I, the reason why I asked you earlier, by the way, uh, Ryan, about whether or not you guys drink the same amount is because um, most guys that I know that have wives that don't drink like hear it from them all the time about their drinking all the time no no Ashley is the actually one you should teach brings... a class about being a good wife she's the one that brings me my drinks when we're on the air <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah what yeah you yeah I, like, her in the I butt do... when she walks away she, uh yeah. I think I did once she mm-hmm. did come on camera once when I uh yeah we have we that, made, that like, we made a very, misogy- a very misogynistic joke about it and I think I smacked her butt wasn't my proudest yeah. moment, but I was probably it's, drunk. It's for a laugh, but, and you're a good man. <laughs> there you go. Jesus Christ. 
This is so foreign to me. I just want to watch you guys talk. That's my ride or die <laughs> chick, brother. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. Let's call it a night. Um, listen. Uh, <clears throat> next time, I want to do this right because uh, that thing that shall not be mentioned should have been mentioned. But we're gonna, you know. I love how you mentioned it, even though we. Weren't I didn't mention it. Yet, but... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's fine. It's okay. We'll uh, we'll 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 listen. We'll cut. We'll do a part two. <laughs> if there's something that I know about, it's conflict with our colleagues in the network. Uh, don't you though? <laughs> I've gone through my share, basically everyone except for Bonzi, because yeah. Bonzi, yeah, he, he, it's hard. Like, how do you do it with Bonzi? You can't. You can't do know. that with Bonzi. But no, you how, uh, like you got. Our relationship, our relationship actually got better. I think after we had that little that little tiff, and uh, yeah, I, I, I consider too. you a very good friend now. So, the Aww. only thing I don't regret is the M and M gif. I just love that too much. With the microphone <laughs> that he drops. It's so funny when you brought it up yesterday. I actually had to think to remember what the hell the issue was. That's how mm-hmm. your view. Oh, because right? I said so. you, because I, because I accused you of choking by by removing your That's... piece. It was. I don't want to dredge up this because I. It's totally <laughs> done. I again. thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> we got Shots on the air on, on Dean's show. We're just like. Fuck I don't know. You. Ryan, sorry, what did you say, Ryan? I really wasn't listening to anything you were just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I don't know. Funny. Like sometimes people need to get that out, and I got to tell you, I know it's uh, it, it's my fault in the sense that I hate typing words that I would normally talk. They 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 don't come out the same. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. I think people think I'm angry when I'm like high. We're <laughs> really we're really aware like, of your um your loss of um nuance in text now. And you've you've made yeah. us aware of it. Like you've told us, hey guys, listen, don't you know? And and it, it it literally did because you don't know how to take you in a text sometimes. But okay. now that you know that, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You play both sides of the conversation. You're like, he must mean it this way. <laughs> you know? Well, but because I get worried, I'm just like, okay, this is this is hilarious. Um, this morning in chat, um, I think it was uh, Lachlan. Remember Lachlan was talking about astrology. You and Lachlan were talking about astrology. Oh my stuff. god. Yeah. And then Lachlan and Dean were like, oh, I thought Ryan was a cancer there. And and then Dean's like, what me you mean like malignant? That was me. And I'm a ca- I said, and I'm a ca- no, that was me. Well I said that about oh, myself. What? That was me that no, made but, the joke. But Dean I said, said I've something been else that to was that. In, Dean said something else that was in that vein, right? But anyways, when I was scrolling, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Because it's so fucking ridiculous. When I was and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a cancer. Is are Dean and Lachlan <laughs> just playing a joke? Are, is this a gag? So I looked up Lachlan's birthday, yeah, and I said, "Oh, I'm actually a Cancer, but I feel more like a, like an Aquarius because I want to because I hate myself so much." And just <gasps> just to cover my end, just in case they were trying to play a joke on me, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> because they're morning guys, they make me paranoid that like, hey, James, can you give, can you give me a call later on? It could be totally innocent, but I'll yeah. be like, okay, he's got something in store. When you're on the phone, the assume you're being this. taped. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah but yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's definitely a good dynamic that uh, that group, and I love it's it's one of those things you look forward to um, now is that yeah. uh, conversation and the uh, it's not an automatic echo chamber just especially with you in there mm-hmm. it's, it's helpful to have have you as the I'm not expendable baby n- no you're kind of the you're you're, you're good uh you're good for 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 keeping us all uh, you know 
from from going too far over into one mm-hmm. gutter or the other. So that's true. In our group, I should be the supervisor. You're totally right. I think like, you're I right agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. It's so weird. <laughs> it's weird being that guy. You should the be the boss. most controversial guy. Is also the guy that's you know making sure yeah. the etiquette is being kept. That's it. So stupid. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry I made this mostly about me. Um, I was going to say, this I, is I, a I great interview, James. Show. Thanks for coming. And uh... yeah. Thanks for listening to me. I hope I didn't talk your ear off. Really? Can we talk about your marriage off air? Is that a, What's your secret? All right, guys. Booze. I'll see you in an hour. Hot. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be hitting Shrooms. the Ukraine uh, stuff pretty hard, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I better Russia, start looking Ukraine. up the Ukraine stuff. Yeah. It's I only know the overarching story, not the... It's not good. Uh, he's he's doing some things that he said he wasn't going to do, and it's already it's... being caught within the first forty-eight who? hours. So yeah, it's yeah. I know who would have thought, right? Everyone right. except Republicans. Okay. Yeah, it's Tucker getting... Carlson, who was b- virtually blowing him on the air again last night. So did you see that poll from like twenty eighteen or something like that? Um, it was like fifty-six or something percent of Republicans respected mm-hmm. Putin more than Obama. So like funny. that is so like people are almost so like not surprised by that. Okay. But that's uh, yeah. people not being surprised by that is also the problem. Like there's yeah. so many problems with that. Like they were the enemy forever. You know, this would be a but, 50, 55 part documentary series if we broke down all the problems. With yeah. This right now. Cause what Cause is it's... the main difference between Barack Obama and the rest of the U S presidents? I can't quite put my finger on it. I'm not and now sure. there's, and well, now there's also okay. a report just came out about an hour ago that there was nine, uh, Chinese, uh, military planes seen in the, uh, no fly zone over Taiwan. Oh, so I have yeah, North Korea is probably going to test the fucking missile in the next three yeah, days. I have a feeling yeah. they're going to be using this as a, a cover for, uh, cause China wants Taiwan back. Right. So, it's not a good I have time a feeling to I be... love living where I live. <laughs> right now. Really? And you know the what? The only thing I, I can at... think of is Russia taking my land for some strategic purpose. No, Vlad and I will just hang out, you know. <laughs> I can deal with vodka. Get, and get, do good. shrooms with Vladimir Putin? Jesus yeah, Christ. I, I grew that up sounds with, terrifying. I grew up with Bal- like the, uh, the Baltic uh, Eastern European uh, grandparents. I can deal with boiled potatoes and vodka for a few years That's if true. I have to. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, guys. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And Ashley, thank you. you. Thank you for leading by example, you marriage wizards. I appreciate it. Love you, <laughs> I'll buddy. I'll see you in about see an hour, buddy. Yep. Um, I like impromptu interviews because uh, I feel like the conversation can flow better. Um, but yeah, Ryan, uh, he's a good cat. I'm going to keep interviewing people from the network. Who have I not interviewed yet? I got to interview Dean. Ali Mars probably I'll interview. I don't know, a few people. I did Lachlan and now Ryan. And um, anyways, yeah, it is a little inside baseball, but um, but thank you for joining us. Who do we have coming up? I have Nathaniel Erskine-Smith on March 10th, and I have Fat Al from God Made Me Funky on March 24th, and, uh, and, a, and a bunch of stuff before that that I just want to solidify before I talk about. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us on Blackballed. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Do, did, 
Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.